0: Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Welcome back to Brand Meet Creator. A very special episode today because you have just Jack. Sonia here to really guide you through my last 10 years of learnings in this industry. So I know you guys spend the most amount of time with Harley, but I am taking over today for a solo episode. So I'm very excited to spend time with you and chit chat about all things creator. As I've mentioned in so many of our podcasts, which is maybe annoying to everyone, I have worked in the creator industry for 10 years, a full decade, which is highly unheard of because of burnout and so many other things. However, I've really stuck with it. And through that, through this tenure, I have learned so many things. And if you aren't aware, most of my time is spent on working with brands on the strategic side, talking about what is the campaign going to look like? What are the goals of this campaign? And then finding the right creators to make the right content to fit those campaigns. And through this process, I have just learned so much about what creators go through. Not only have I made personal lifelong friends with many creators who have also been in the industry for so many iterations and years, but I've worked with brands and heard their frustrations. You know, what's going on on the brand side? Why do they feel the way they feel about influencer marketing and the creator economy? And with that, I really wanted to come on today to talk about this decade of experience and really leave you with the knowledge. And hopefully, you take notes and you bookmark this episode and you re listen to it multiple times and you share it with your friends because I want to break down. All of the pitfalls that I see happen with creators that lead to reshoots, dissatisfied customers, inauthenticity in their partnership content, and really bottom line, what leads to not being rehired by a brand. And if you're an avid listener, you know that Harley and I always talk about over-delivering in your partnerships. Because when you over-deliver in your partnership, you're more likely to be rehired. And it is so much more of a drain on your time as a creator when you have to find new partners every month, every year. However, if you over-deliver and you are rebooking partners that you've already worked with, the lifetime value of that partnership is extremely high. It's extremely rewarding. So I really want to walk you through today. The things that I have seen that you should be asking, what has really impressed me with some of the partnerships that I've worked on, creators that I'm seeing really go above and beyond, what are they doing that makes me want to hire them again? And if you have worked with me, you will know that, I will rehire someone that I had a good experience with, and I will do anything I possibly can to not work with somebody that I've had a poor experience with. And for someone who's been in marketing for 15 years, but hiring creators for 10, that means a lot. And this is probably how a lot of other people on the brand side or agency side are thinking about things. We build rosters, we work with all types of people, and when a new brand comes to me and says, hey, who should I be working with? I'm not gonna re-recommend people that I had a poor experience with on a previous brand. I'm gonna reach out to my golden stars, people that I've worked with multiple times who deliver on time and do far above and beyond. So with all of that said, I'm gonna give you a second to take out your notebook, get your pen ready, and start taking notes because today we're going to break out all of the things that you should be doing for that rebooking and avoiding the reshoots. The number one issue I see when a creator takes on a brand project is that they're not speaking the same language. Creators are feeling afraid perhaps, tentative, shy to ask tough questions to a brand. They're so excited to get paid, to have a brand partnership, and to really feel seen in their industry that they're just going with the flow and trying to execute, and honestly, people please for that brand. And it ends up leaving the creator in a space where they're feeling icky, they feel taken advantage of, and I'm sure so many other feelings are coming to the table. So in order to avoid that, in order to avoid the negative feelings in the partnership, the reshoots that might come, the complaints that we might see from a brand. These are the things I really want you to focus on right off the bat. And the first one is to be thorough before you hit record. Be thorough. Have you read the entire brief? Did you go to the website of the brand? Have you sat with the partnership proposal before responding and saying yes, that you're interested? Many times we're so excited to get an opportunity that we're saying yes before we've even thought through, do I have the time for this? Um, Is this in direct competition with my personal morals, with other brands that I may have worked with? You know, those are all such important aspects of having longevity in your career as a creator that I really want you to hit pause when you get that incoming notification that someone wants to do a partnership with you and see if it checks all the boxes on your personal journey as a creator, it is okay to say no to projects. And I understand as a self-employed person, how difficult it can be truly how soul crushing it is to say no to money. Like nobody wants to say no to incoming money. But at the end of the day, if you take a partnership that does not look good on the feed, that puts you in line with things that are not part of how you truly feel as a human being on this earth, it's not going to set you up for a good longevity in your career. It's not going to set you up for additional partnerships in the long run. And it's just something that we should really avoid. So when you get that first incoming, hit pause and start asking yourself these tough questions. Be thorough before you say yes, before you hit record, take a beat and decide. Nothing has to be responded to within that hour. Everything can wait at least a couple hours, if not until the next day. And if you really feel icky about making somebody wait, you can always respond and say, I'm really excited to work through this. I'm going to sit with it for a minute and see if it fits into my strategic partnerships. I'm going to get back to you tomorrow. I always think prefacing with what's going on instead of silence is a great way to avoid That feeling of, oh my gosh, they're going to move on to somebody else. So go ahead and take that time that you need and then respond. From there, I want you to be curious. You've gotten the brand's attention, they're in your inbox, and they want you as a partner. But as a partner, you want the partnership to go well. So it's time to get curious about the brand. Maybe it's a brand that you've already used in the past or that you know about, but do you really know the details of the product or the information that they're asking you to promote? At the end of the day, you're creating or you're influencing for a specific purpose. And that purpose is to help a brand sell stuff, Right? It's helping spread knowledge. It's helping bring awareness. It's helping do so much within the marketing lifestyle. So, learning about that brand and asking deep, detailed questions impresses me all of the time. I am always so thoroughly delighted when I reach out to someone and they say, Oh, could we hop on a call? Or I have the following questions about this. Like, could you let me know before I start recording? And it's not even stuff that's in our brief yet. Right? So, if a brand comes to you, And they're saying like, we really want you to promote this item with a video and this and that. But in that brief, there's no details. There's no, who is this product for? When should I apply it? What is it best applied with? Um, What skin concerns or what body concerns might people have if they use this? You should be asking all of the sales points, all of the ingredients, how is this applied? Um, If I use it this way, is that correct? Before you hit record. Again, the more work that we do before we enter into the partnership, before we start recording the actual content, the less likely we're gonna be to number one, have to reshoot anything, But number two, the more likely we are that the brand is going to be impressed with us. This person is thoughtful, they are creative, and they are invested in our partnership being successful. Those are the things that we're thinking when you ask a lot of questions, when you're asking to get on a phone call with us. I'm not thinking like, oh you know, this is such a drag. How how come they want to ask more questions? Why are they being so detail oriented? I'm saying, yes, this person is invested in our partnership. I chose the right person to be paying for this and they really want there to be success. So when you get that brief, or if somebody isn't giving you a brief, which I'm so sorry if a brand is not giving you a brief. As Harley has said, I am so thorough about the briefs I send out. And part of the reason why brands hire me is because I'm asking those tough questions for them. I want to give a piece of information to a content creator that is so thorough that they should have no questions. But if you do, Ask them before you record, because there is nothing worse than doing all of the work and sending it to the brand. And then they say, you use the product wrong. You did this incorrectly, right? They should really be the ones telling you and walking you through that. But you also need to be doing your own due diligence. If you've ever had to re-record anything, reshoot anything, because the brand said, sorry, this isn't correct, or you didn't say the right talking point, or you pronounced the brand name wrong. Oh my goodness. The stories I could tell you of people who have pronounced the brand name wrong start asking those questions show that you are invested do not become robotic in executing these partnerships coming to the table and saying like oh i was really thinking that this would might perform better or you know that saying this benefit about the product is going to ring more true for my audience what do you think that shows me that you are you're thinking it through you're you know you're going above and beyond you're really saying you know, Sonia, we're using me in this in this scenario. Sonia, I want to do the best work that I can for you. And in order to do that, I need to know X, Y, and Z. It's an invested partnership and I am rehiring that person because you're cutting down on the back and forth later on down the line and you're making everybody else's life so much easier. In some of my brands, we've required tutorial phone calls before the product was shot. And if you're the type of person that does really well on a Zoom call, I highly recommend you ask for that. Hey, could we set up a 15-minute product education Zoom before I shoot? Because I really want to feel like I understand this brand. Like, even just hearing that sentence gives me goosebumps. Like, I am, not to make this X-rated, but like, I am so turned on. By that influencer. Like, thank you. Thank you for understanding and being invested. Like, we're so happy to have you here. And I will now rehire you as many times as possible. So, I think I've made my point on that one. These are two of the most important things to be doing asking the tough questions before you respond, and asking questions about the product themselves, the business themselves, the ingredients, and anything else that goes along with the content that you're about to create. Within that is thinking like a marketer. The next thing is thinking like a marketer. How am I going to sell this? As a creator, as an influencer, you're you are a marketer you're part of the marketing life cycle so you should be thinking like a marketer okay the end goal of this is to sell this item right it's to maybe increase downloads maybe activate the codes whatever else but it's to convert people in some way whether that means make them a brand fan or actually purchase the product and in that what are the things that i could be saying how do i react in my day-to-day life To items that has made me purchase them or made me like them. Like, what did I hear in somebody else's marketing? And those are things to be thinking about and jotting down all the time. A good marketer is always paying attention to the world around them. And as someone now in the marketing life cycle, you should be paying attention to how people are selling you things every single day and using that same language, talking about the benefits, talking about how it made your life easier, how it made a certain task quicker, how this product is superior to other things in the marketplace. Those are the types of things that people react to in day-to-day life that makes them think, hmm, Maybe I need this thing, right? We're constantly wanting convenience, speed. There is nothing that we can do to get more time on this planet, but we can make certain tasks faster. And that is a huge selling point in a lot of things. So these are all things to be thinking about. Look at commercials, if you still watch them. (laughs) Look at billboards, look at ad copy, look at ads that you're getting serviced On Instagram, on TikTok, when you're watching that ad, like what is the hook? What are people saying? And how could you adapt that to your next partnership? How can you make that within your language stand out? So these are all things that you should be doing as now a part of the marketing team, if you will. You should be thinking how do we sell things to people? How do we create awareness around things? How, have, how has somebody else created awareness in my life or sold me something? And that's the way that I'm going to mold it for somebody else because it's very difficult to give a creator, influencer, an exact script, and then they read it right? It feels stiff. However, if you get the script, you get the the talking points and you're like, yes, I can put my own spin on this. I have language that I know is going to get people involved. You know, I'm a busy mom, but X, Y, and Z, or I have a hard time doing X, Y, and Z, right? Starting with your own personal problems and your own hurdles and how this thing is helping that, it's a surefire win. So, this is the next way that you are going to impress the marketing team is by understanding marketing. Have I been taking notice of what I'm being sold? Have I thought of myself as the marketing channel as part of their marketing team? If I'm not, how can I adjust that so I can show up to this partnership more effectively and smarter? Huge, huge Thing that will help you out in future partnerships 100%. Now, let's say you've asked all of the questions. You're feeling really good about knowing the product, how to use it, who you're talking to, what problem you're solving, and you're ready to go. Like you're setting up your ideas and you are ready to go. One thing that you might want to do, even after asking all the questions, even after doing all of the things, is to do a rough cut of the video. That means that you are not in perfect lighting. You maybe are not even using the actual product on yourself yet, but you're walking through almost like a stage rehearsal of what the actual video is going to look like. Because I have had many clients, and this is extremely frustrating, I 100% know it, that they don't know what they want until they see it. And normally they're seeing what they don't want. (laughs) This happens to so many people. It's very difficult as a human being, this happens to everyone, to voice what you do want. But it is very easy to think about what you don't want. So one great thing to do is to record these rough cuts It, again, should not be produced, does not have to be in the perfect light, does not have to be in the perfect outfit. But you are giving the client, especially if it's a bigger deal or something that's going to take you a while to record, you are saving yourself in the long run by doing this rough cut, sending it over, and most likely you are going to put the brand in awe of your thoughtfulness And you're going to send it over and you're going to say, listen, before I hit record on this, I just really want to make sure that we are on the same page and that you like the direction that I'm going in. See the rough videos attached of what I'm thinking of saying and what this is going to look like. Now, if you think that doing the video is really too much work, the rough video, you can also write this out. Some people are better at writing. They're better at saying, okay, you know, in the first 10 seconds, I'm going to be close up on screen and I'm going to be delivering X, Y, and Z line. And then I'm going to hold up the product so that people can see the product. And then I'm going to do this, right? So it's just a written version of the script that goes into detail, both about what you're going to say scripted, Loosely, right? You're not held to every single word, but also where is the camera going to be? What's going to be in frame? What are you going to be doing? How is it going to look? What's in the background? Where are you shooting? All of those things that help bring this vision to life. You can do the rough cut or you can do the written version, but these are incredible tools to get in the habit of doing for every single partnership, whether or not the brand asks for it. Because at the end of the day, what we are doing here is Number one, avoiding the reshoot. And number two, setting yourself up for the rehire, rebooking, right? So these are all tools that are going to help you do those two things. Learning how to build in time for these rough cuts to propose the ideas and make sure that everyone is 100% on board will 100% save you time later on, as well as impress the client along the way. So that's something that you should definitely start building into the life cycle of how long it takes you to create content now. And if someone's asking you, oh, I need you to turn this around in two days, it's easy for you to respond and say, listen, I can turn it around in two days, but I won't be able to deliver a rough cut, a rough idea, etc." So it, you know, It's going to be a different charge. It's going to be a different fee. This requires X, Y, and Z, right? The conversation and the open and honest nature back and forth, I think is difficult for brands and creators. And that's one thing I really want to promote it's being upfront and honest. Hey, I can turn it around in five days, but I cannot in two. I can turn it around in seven. I have an upcoming vacation, but X, Y, and Z, right? It might feel difficult at first, To be honest in those scenarios because you think the brand is going to be like, oh, well then forget it. But most of the time we're very understanding. It's the person who takes the job, goes on vacation and then tells me, oh, I'm going to deliver it late because I'm on vacation that I do not care for. So please don't be that person. Open, honest communication and start working in those rough cuts, those rough plans and making sure all of the creative team, all of the brand marketing team are on board before you record. This is definitely going to do wonders for your partnerships. Next is going to be, you're ready, right? They approved the rough cut. They approved the mood board or whatever you sent in that scripted your idea. You have asked all the questions. You've done all the back work. You are so ready to go. The next biggest thing I want you to keep in mind is to record options options, options, options. If I'm asking for two videos, you're going to record three or four. They, we always are wanting to see options. If I have said in the brief, I need you to deliver the line. It feels great on the skin for six hours or more. I need you to deliver it in like six different ways because sometimes the brand says, "Mm, you know, the tone of voice there." isn't right, or, hmm, you know, I really think it'd be better if she didn't use the word then, or if they didn't use the word six to eight, if they just picked six or eight, right? Even though in the brief we gave various options and you chose one, we still want more options. There has never been a time where a brand was upset about seeing more options. And this is actually twofold. Number one, when we have options, if I come back and I say, hey, could you re-deliver this line in a few different ways? You don't even have to re-record. You're sending the options. Two, I then might want more than one of the options, which opens it up to you getting paid more, right? That is a fantastic way to upsell when you're already in a project. If someone has paid you for a single video, but you know that you can do two or three ideas for the same concept, record those ideas. You're already dressed up. You've already blocked off the time to record. You're already in the mindset of creating. You might as well just get it all out on the table and do as many ideas, as many takes, some zoomed in, some far away, some with this background, some with that background. Try this, try that, because number one, You never know what the feedback from the brand is going to be. They might want to see it a little bit differently. So it's great to show them all these options up front. But number two, if they see two or three things that they then love, but they've only paid for one, that's a great way to be like, great. I'd be happy to license you the other two for this discounted rate because I've already created them. They're here for your use. But of course, yes, you are going to have to pay for them, but I can give you a lower rate. And then you went from $250 to $750 or $1,000 to $1,500. This is something I don't see creators utilize enough. And it is really leaving money on the table and it's really creating more work for yourself. The amount of times that I've come back to creators with feedback, like, oh, do you have this a little bit farther away because it feels a little too zoomed in here and I can't fully see whatever the product or something else and they don't have it and they have to reshoot again. Okay. Well then the reshoot doesn't quite have the same light, or maybe you can't quite get the exact same positioning. It creates so much more work. And what is this episode about avoiding the reshoot and aiming towards the rehire, so this is a really big one, guys. I want to see options. If you are getting paid for something, it shouldn't be oh, I created this content in ten minutes, and here you go. Which I have felt has happened to me many times. I've emailed the creator, being like, "Hey, are you going to send that content over today? Today's the due date," and I get an answer at the very end of the day with content that I pretty sure, 99% sure they shot that day. Don't be that creator, please. Please look at your calendar, organize your shoot days, get extra content, get extra versions, deliver them all. You can watermark if that makes you feel more comfortable, watermark them all or deliver them in very low res, whatever makes you feel comfortable with delivering extra. Let the brand see it all, select what they need, and hopefully you can upsell some of those additional videos that you've created. I mean, I really, I hope this turns on a light bulb for a lot of people because I hate to see people have to scramble for more content when there's a little bit missing. And I hate feeling like I'm gonna have to have them reshoot it because they missed the mark on something. So this also leads me into something that I think we don't talk about enough. And this is in contract the difference between reshooting something and a revision or an edit. These are completely different things and they're completely different terms. And I really need people to know the difference between the two. In your contract, if someone says two rounds of edits, that means that they can edit the content that you have already created, as long as it's within the brief, but they cannot ask you to reshoot it unless you do not follow the brief. So that's part of the reason why I give people a very thorough brief, right? A lot of what I do, as you guys know, is in beauty and skincare. And if people do not use the product correctly, but we've put in the brief the exact way to use it, that's a reshoot without penalty to the brand because we were very specific prior to shooting of how we wanted it to look. That look was ignored or that was not read correctly. I think it wasn't read at all most of the time and now you have to reshoot it. So avoid that. Be very careful in the contracts and make sure that you are really clear with a brand the difference between a reshoot, which would mean that you shot everything within the guidelines that were given to you. However, they would like you to reshoot the entire thing again from scratch for a reason that is not your fault. An edit would be that you submitted a video that is all within brief and guidelines. However, they would like seconds two through four cut out because they don't need that. And the application to the face sped up to 2x and a little bit of color correction in this last portion because it's a little blown out, whatever, right? Those are edits and that is one round of edits. If you make all the edits and then you send it back and they have more edits, that is a second round of edits, done. If I send you, this is also a nitpicky but this happens to me very frequently. A lot of people will say, okay, but I only wanna do one round of edits. Fine, that's fine. I'm happy to do one round of edits in your contract. However, if I send you a bullet point and you don't edit it when I've asked you to, which happens so frequently, I will say, hey, could you remove this portion and then send it back and here are the other edits? And they forget to remove that portion. They do some of the edits, but not all of them. They have to re-edit again. And that does not count towards the total amount of edits because I was clear in my editing and you did not do it. So it's very similar to when I'm saying stuff within the brief and I'm asking you to reshoot because you didn't follow the brief. So this is why back to the top of the episode, ask those questions, get in the deep, dirty, nitty gritty with the brand or the agency. Make sure you lay it all out on the table. Avoid that reshoot. Be clear on what the edits are and then go and edit them so that you can save everybody time and make sure all the edits are right when you resubmit instead of having me or whoever the me is in this scenario have to re-ask you multiple times to edit the same thing. So be clear on those. And then lastly, you've done everything. You have, let's start from the top. You have thought through the partnership before you said yes. You have asked all of the necessary questions and really learned about the product and maybe done a product tutorial before you hit record. You send through that, you've sent through all of your ideas, you've done a rough cut, you've made the video within all of the brief that you have now created with this brand you've made options, you have sent it all over, everything is done. The brand is so impressed. You've done the edits. You're at the very finish line of this partnership. What is the last things that you can do to make sure that you're getting rehired, right? So we're past the reshoot stage. You've done everything that you could do. It's great. You did not have to reshoot. You over-delivered. The brand is so impressed with all of your questions. But now, what is the final steps that people forget to do all of the time and we spend way too much time chasing them for? Invoicing. Believe it or not, the amount of people who wait to invoice me, it's shocking. It's as though people do not want to get paid. And let me tell you, I will not chase you for an invoice. Close out a partnership send an invoice on your w-9 immediately and again make sure to check the contract to see what the payment terms are who you need to email sometimes you need to send things to an accounting email as opposed to the people that you've been working with for the creative side of things go back to that contract and find out who the correct contact is send that through within seven business days there is no reason to wait if you want to get paid and this is just a common courtesy. Close out that partnership. And the cherry on top of our Sunday here is you're going to send a thank you note. Fresh email chain, not on the back and forth about all the content, not on the back and forth about the contract, not on the information with your invoicing. New, fresh email to everyone that you worked with on that team. Thank you so much for this partnership opportunity. I really had a great time executing it. Some personal notes or information. I sincerely hope to touch base in the near future or next season uh, to re collaborate on another opportunity. And this is optional, but I'd highly recommend. Please keep in mind, I tend to discount for my recurring partnerships. Boom. That's a mic drop right there, right? I am remembering if I come back to somebody who will give me a little bit better deal as a recurring partner. And I highly recommend that you start getting that into your partnerships. Let them know, say it loud, say it proud that you give a little discount for people who come back again. It's a loyalty program, folks. All right. Kids, friends, countrymen, I am so happy that I did this solo episode with you all. I know I spilled so much information and I'm sure if you are taking notes, your notebook is full. And if you have any follow-up questions, I sincerely hope that you find me on IG, on TikTok, on threads. Ask me those questions about what I have said today. Challenge me on the suggestions that I've given you. If you think that there's a better way to do things, I am always open to that conversation. And last but certainly not least, please rate and review us whether you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We are so happy that you are here and joining us as part of the Brand Me Creator community and we want to hear from you. Thanks again.